Welcome to the Business of Being Healthy, where we are passionate about treating our health as good as we treat our wealth. Shelly Bryan here, and I am obsessed with sharing real-life experiences and wisdom to help save you time, heartache, and money as you continue to grow personally and professionally. Twice a week, we push aside that BS to take massive intentional action, and I promise by tuning in, you will receive the straightforward talk you've been waiting for, filled with actionable steps that will inspire you to achieve the health and wealth you desire while you are building your empire. I am so honored to be able to share this episode with you today. This one was very special to me. I was fortunate enough to be a guest on the Beyond the Image podcast with James Patrick, and this conversation was one that, you know, took a few turns from talking about sales and bringing sales to the forefront, Um, also talking about leveraging your health. You know you are going to hear this from me, but it's so fun to be able to hear it from a different perspective when I'm being asked the questions instead of sharing the information or asking the questions. So I love this. And James, if you don't follow him, I absolutely highly, highly recommend that you do. James is a, I mean, I think he has maybe 700 plus magazine covers that he has shot. He is an incredible photographer. He's a best-selling author. He is an entrepreneur coach. And he, on this podcast, brings you all the tools and resources and information to just really help you be unapologetically successful, especially when it comes to PR and getting yourself out there in the ways that you do it. Uh, James and I have developed a very cool relationship when it comes to business and just real life. He is one of those guys that it's going to come to you straight. It's not cookie cutter. It's not like boring. It's not beating around the bush. This is real actionable tools that you can apply immediately. And so I was so fortunate to be a guest on the show, and I am excited to share this episode with you. Of course, all of the links to follow along are in the notes, and stay tuned as we get started. What is going on? And thank you so much for tuning into this, our latest episode of the Beyond the Image podcast. We're going to be talking about sales today. love talking about sales. It seems to make so many of our listeners get a little bit uncomfortable, but in a good way, uh, sales is something that can frustrate a lot of our listeners, that can uh, leave a lot of our listeners feeling uh, stressed out or overwhelmed or not knowing what they need to do. And oftentimes, many of us will try to go down these rabbit holes of figuring out how to sell without selling or how to uh, create sales without having to uh, build and nurture relationships or even be seen face-to-face with our audience. But we're going to be talking about sales from a completely different perspective today. It's one I'm really excited about. So I'm going to bring our amazing guest in, Shelly Bryan. She is a podcast host, a commercial general contractor business owner, and one of the coolest people I know, apparently. (laughs) Not not apparently, not apparently. Absolutely true. Shelly, how are you doing Mm -hmm. today? I'm doing wonderful. Wonderful. Thanks so much for having me on. 
absolutely. So uh, you and I, we, we've been connected, I think about a year now. And I've, I've had the privilege of learning about uh, your background and your story. And we, we've profiled you in, in Icon. Um, you know, we've had a chance to share a lot about what you've done. But, you know, you've had this interesting background about like so many kind of falling into this hustle culture mm-hmm. and building a business based off this desire to just, I guess, work harder, longer, faster, and, and you know, than anyone else. But there were some downsides that I'd love for you to kind of give a little, little detail on that background. Yeah, no, I, I mean, I think we can all feel that, right? That hustle culture that's going on there. And you know, whether it's internal or external, I think it might be a little bit of both is just that needing to achieve and at all costs. So for me, I had a pretty trying event that happened actually, gosh, I can't even, I'm dating myself here, James, uh, 19 years ago, uh, which truly changed the trajectory of my life and really how I care for myself. So just to paint a quick perspective, I was a financial advisor at the time. So I was a stockbroker. Think Boiler Room. Again, dating myself. If you haven't seen that great movie, go watch it. No no one that listens to this show has not is not part of that that age demographic. So I think you're safe. They should be. Anyways, so, um, you know, I was in a bullpen. I was making 400 dials a day. Uh, I had certain metrics that I had to hit in order to be mm, seen as a success uh, within the business um, and also feed myself, right? Because it was a truly commission-based business and it was feast or famine. And I started, I think, in a group of 25, and there were five of us, I believe, that survived. I was the first one out of the bullpen into an office, which was really important to me. Now, this was about two years into the job. Uh, I decided to actually move careers, but at that same time. So I built a book of $17 million I was managing at 24 years old. Uh, I had then just secured a new position within the pharmaceutical industry, which is highly competitive. Uh, I just got engaged to the love of my life and we bought our first home. So this is all uh, in around April-ish of 2004. So very long time ago. I was on top of the world and I was invincible. I was 24. What did I have to worry about? Well, the body is something that's really quite interesting. And if you don't take care of it, it will show you in one way or another. And I woke up one morning blind in my left eye. So what happened to me is typically there is a virus that most of us have. um, And and most of, I would say maybe the older population, because there is a a vaccine against it now. uh, It was chickenpox. And as an adult, chickenpox can transform or transcend into your body, uh, show its ugly face as shingles. It's typically happening during a stressful situation. Well, my body was worked so hard that I couldn't keep that virus at bay. You know, viruses never go away. Our body is working consistently to keep them at bay unless you don't take care of it and you're under extreme stress, which is exactly what happened to me. And the virus actually came out on my optic nerve, uh, leaving me blind. And so there was nothing that we could do. I've had multiple surgeries, um, multiple things. I've seen all the best specialists, uh, as you will, I'm sure find out in this episode right now, I don't sit idly by the side. I 
try to find solutions with the best people that can uh, provide them. Um, and so it was one of those things that I know happened for me, James, because if I hadn't stopped, if I hadn't gotten a little slap across the face to slow it down, I don't know that I would be here. Honestly, I think I would have worked my body like to the edge to where something truly detrimental could have happened. Real quick, if you can think about how you found out about this podcast, somebody probably shared it with you, told you about it, or maybe you saw it on an Instagram story. Currently, the only way this grows is through word of mouth. I don't sell any ads or sponsorships right now, so my only ask to you is that you continue to pay it forward. However you found out about this podcast, that you do the exact same thing for someone else. So if it is leaving a review, sharing it in your stories, literally, if you do that, it would mean the world to me and definitely throw some good karma out there for you and another entrepreneur. You know, what's interesting about this, and thank you for, for being open and sharing it, is um, you were basically in an environment that was predicated on that uh, that kind of like toxic burnout. Uh, it, you know, it's, it's, it's built into the job itself. You know, you mm -hmm. mentioned there were expectations and there were metrics that you had to hit, you know, the, the 400 calls a day uh, being, being one of them. And if you're not hitting 400 calls a day, um, there's, there's going to be a repercussion of that. Uh, and that's one facet of it. And then what we're seeing is on the other side of it is a celebration of that, that in order to be successful, this is what you must be doing that, you know, I, I, I was kind of ragging on this guy on my show, maybe a week or two ago, um, who, you know, his whole thing is about how he gets up earlier than anyone else. And he works harder than anyone else. And he goes to bed after everyone else. And it's just this glorification of like killing himself. And what's so funny about this is he posted his whole schedule and he's 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 married with a child under one year old and nowhere on his schedule does he talk about anything related to his child and i'm just like i just want to put his schedule next to mine where it's like yeah i also got up at 3 a.m but because my son is teething yes i also was up at 4 a.m because i was feeding him yes i was also you know but it's just kind of like it, it, it's it's glorifying a burnout that is not attainable and not healthy. And I myself was a, uh, was was privy to this. You know, I, I did not have the the same trajectory you had, but I did end up in doctor's offices. I did end up in the hospital with what ended up being stress, stress that was was manifesting in all these different outcomes for me. And it had to shift for me, and obviously it had to shift for you. So how do you start to contend with this, now this dichotomy, which is, well, I have been indoctrinated to believe that in order to be successful, in order to make these sales, in order to have this portfolio, in order to do all these things, this is the only way to do it. And now my body's telling me I can't do this thing. Where do you go from there? It's such a great point, James. And I'm, I'm like, so glad that you brought this up because I even feel it now, right? I feel like we're kind of in that hustle culture again. Like we're coming at this again, like celebrating that you get up at 3am and you don't see your kid, like good for you. It's not, that life sounds horrible. Um, you know, I think 
For me, I will say it has changed my perspective on what is success. And I feel like with age and experiences, right? Children, as you know, bringing children into the equation. I also have horses. Uh, We've had multiple businesses, some succeed, some terribly fail. I think once you start changing the perspective on what success is, because right now, and, and this is a great question, I'd love to hear your answer, is for me, success, someone posed this question to me the other day and it kind of hit me because part of me is like, well, I want my podcast on the top 100. I want, I want these accolades, right? And when I really sat back and thought about it, I said, you know what success is to me? Being able to go make memories with my kids. I want to be able to make tons of money because I want to travel and I want to provide like all these memories for them not going to say, it, it doesn't matter how much money I spend. It's the memories. I want to be able to go do that. And so it's the, the freedom of time and the financial freedom that are very important to me and equal to success. So when I find things that are becoming stressful to me, I sit back and I question, is this getting me closer towards my view of success at this moment? Is this going to help me? Is the stress worth it? Because here's the the deal, James. You know, sometimes stress is worth it. Like we do have to have stress. We do have to have some push to instigate maybe creativity or to maybe finish and hit those deadlines. We do need that, but not to the point where it's taking away from your goal or causing you physical or mental harm. And it's a delicate balance. And I can't sit here honestly and say like, Hey, here's the prescription on how to like, look at your stress. It's really asking your, it's like stopping and taking that moment to reflect. That's probably the most important thing that any business owner, any entrepreneur, any parent, any friend could ever do. I've spent a bit of time thinking about this myself and because the problem I was running into was I would set goals mm-hmm. and I would hit my goals that wasn't the problem. The problem was when I hit my goals, I moved the goal without ever acknowledging or celebrating or uh, being satisfied with the fact that I hit the goal. I just moved the goal. You know, it's like, you know, when I left my corporate job, I was like, well, if I can match the income of my corporate job and my photography job in the first year, I will have made it. Well, I did it in six months. Okay, well, I guess I should double it. I did it by the end of the year. I guess I should double that. I did that the next year. Maybe I should double that. And I did that the next year. And at no point did I feel happy or Mm -hmm. fulfilled. I was just like, I just, I guess I got to keep moving it. I did the same thing with my conference. I mean, we built my conference every year. You know, the first year was 50 people. Then we're like, well, let's triple it. And we had 150. Well, let's have over 200. Okay, had 250. And, you know, after 2019, where we had like 500 people and it was so stressful and so exhausting and painful and just not fun we hated it mm-hmm. and we're just like as we went into the beginning of 2020 what did we do well i guess we got to go for 600 people it's just like why we were just indoctrinated into always kind of moving this finish line and you know what i kind of realized throughout this whole process was success it cannot be based on conditions because conditions, I'm always going to shift it. I just know me. All right. I'm always going to push the the finish line. Um, and if success is based on conditions, at some point, the finish line will not be crossable. And then what does that make me a failure? Well, that I can't reconcile with that. So success became more of a choice. I choose that I'm successful. And that's days that 
uh, like I took off th- this weekend uh, because, you know, I spent, I, I worked on a big project and, and I, I wanted some time off and I wanted time with my family. And that to me was successful. But on that same time, that project that I worked so hard on, that I invested so much time and energy where I had to stay late nights and I didn't get to put my son to bed. I chose success then too. Okay. So at that moment, that was the right choice for me. And then when I took that time off to be with my family, that was the right choice for me at that moment, both of which I consider to be successful endeavors and, and, and uses of my time. Um, but I had to choose it. And if I'm not choosing it, then I'm kind of reacting to whatever situation or condition I'm in front of. I, I absolutely love that. And the, and the fact that you're using the word choose, right? Like it's your choice, our choice, someone else's opinion of us and or a metric of success is irrelevant to you, right? And that's what I think can be hard to kind of sift through some of the stuff, I'm going to say, that's out there on social media that's out there amongst your peers in, cause you know, I did 18, nearly 18 years in corporate America, right? Like all of that out there. Like I understand that pressure. And when that pressure is on, that's a trigger that you have to stop and be like, wait a minute, do I really care if such and such sees me on this podium? Do I, does that really make me a success? Do, does it really matter whether I have 500 people here at this conference or whether I have 30 people that will take incredible action, which one is more powerful? And I'm just going to say it. If you're thinking the 500, I mean, listen, there's part of me that's like, yay, that that's pretty, pretty awesome. Like great job. Yet I have found that in smaller groups, smaller doses, the amount of action and change and influence that you can have on helping someone else succeed is far greater than the large numbers. Mm-hmm. And that's come with age and lots of gray hair. But I would just say that it's it's that reflection and, and making that choice. And sometimes your choice might not be the major, majority, right? Of everyone else that is in your circle might be another signal that it's time to find a new circle too. Mm-hmm. I think what you're hitting on is having clarity in yeah. in what what it is that you want and there was a time i liked doing big events yeah. that time ended and that season of my life shifted uh, and i'm in a different season now and that it was okay before and it's okay now to be to be where i am now but at both times i had to be honest with myself and when i failed to ask myself that's when we run into that that disconnect that's when there's that that chasm between where we are and where we know we would be happier, uh, but we feel stuck. We feel like we can't get out of it. And and I was I felt stuck with that old conference that I just had to keep perpetuating this thing year after year after year um, until you know forever I guess and you know until I die and then then or the someone someone offers me a, a million dollar check to buy the conference um, that wasn't happening. So you know what happened in 2020 and having being forced to change it in my opinion, save the event because had it just continued to go, my heart wouldn't have been in it, but we would have yeah. kept doing it. Yeah. And, and like your effectiveness would have gone down essentially oh. if you had kept going. And so like 2020, like what happened to you, that was like an event that changed your perspective and you were able to find another solution. My eye 
losing my eyesight was what I needed to be able to find a new solution of what success was for me again at that time. I love that you said that because that's something that, I mean, the, the, I don't know, the evolution of success has changed greatly, um, over time. Greatly. The podcast that you host, it's Mm -hmm. called the business of being healthy. And I know how intentional that title was because of, of getting to know you, but it reveals a lot about your ethos and, Mm -hmm. and what your mission has been when you're working with, because you work with a lot of like high performers, high performers in life, high performers in business. Um, your focus so much has been on helping them prioritize themselves, which ends up making them more efficient in their business. I'd I'd love for you to kind of like, kind of extrapolate and paint that picture of how you've been working down this path of working with entrepreneurs and high performers to prioritize the investment in themselves first and why that matters. Yeah. You know, it, it's really interesting, right? You're, you're best suited to help the person right behind you. And for me, I knew, and I know from experience that when I feel good, I perform good, right? It's not necessarily, I mean, sometimes it is, you know, I've gotten incredible training. I've been with billion dollar organizations that provided and invested in me a lot when it came to sales training, um, as well as leadership which is great. And and I am so grateful for that. That being said, if I got all the training in the world, if I spent millions of dollars like they have on me, but I didn't feel good in my skin, I didn't feel good in my clothes. I was running on empty every single day, not only for my clients, not only for the businesses that I was working with, but for my family you bet your you bet your performance is going to lag 100%. There's no way that you can give 150% of yourself to everybody and have something left over for you. And so I'm really about switching that equation that give 150% to yourself, then you can give 100% to everybody else. So it's really just changing that mind shift of the more that you take care of yourself and I'm not talking about going to the gym a million hours a week. I'm not talking about never eating ice cream. I'm I'm not talking about that. There is so much more that is greater and deeper. Uh, There are so many efficiencies that you can create to uh, open up time in your schedule to be able to invest in yourself. That is probably the the biggest um, challenge for most high achievers to overcome because our schedules are so packed full. And I say our because... I get you. I am you, right? Our schedules are so packed full that we're like, we can't, I can't do anything more. Or I'm unwilling to give up this time to, for me, because I got to take care of my clients or my family. And so, you know, with the podcast, the business of being healthy, I could play on that so many different ways. But at the end of the day, I am a huge believer in knowledge redistribution. So just like we're doing here, just like you do on your show, it's being able to share those stories, share those experiences with others to be able to help them excel. I hope no one ever goes blind in their eye like I did at 24. Talk about a life changer. 
right? I still struggle with it every day. Like I might run into a wall. I cannot play catch because I do not have depth perception. You know, there are things that I can't do, but they're very few far between, you know, could have been a lot worse, but I don't mm -hmm. want any, anyone to ever go through what I did because everyone is truly at risk. I'm not that special. Mm -hmm. That's an interesting way to frame it. Mm -hmm. Yep. Yeah. That's powerful. So what this could look like could really differ from person to person. Mm -hmm. What advice do you give for individuals to start to define out or delineate out what that self prioritization looks like for them or what that self care could look like for them, which might be unique from what others need at that moment? Yeah. I love this question. And um, I'm thinking of a few women uh, that I used to coach. I actually stopped coaching because I'm diving into the podcast because I would actually like the message to reach the masses. But one thing was consistent with every single one was show me your calendar. Show me in your calendar where you schedule for you. And 10 out of 10 times, there was never any appointment scheduled in their calendar. And this is another thing that, so, so that would be, I would say number one, James, is that there was zero time scheduled. And if it's not scheduled, high achievers don't do it. Correct. This is how it works, right? So the other thing is redefining what self-care looks like. Because more often than not, why, why it's not on the schedule is because of the unrealistic time that they believe is necessary to get results. For example, I will not go to the gym or a gym workout is not good, labeling it good, unless it's an hour long. So if I don't have an hour, I'm just not going to go. The easier choice is to not go. And so it's relabeling it. It's like, is that true? Is that, is that a true statement? that a gym workout is no good, will do you no benefit, unless it's minimum of 60 minutes. When you say it like that, it's kind of silly. Like, it's truly silly. There is study after study after there, you know, looking at HIIT workout, workouts specifically, you can accomplish a lot in a quick amount of time. And so it's, it's, re, it's obviously the scheduling, and, and number two is redefining what it looks like, eating healthy fueling your body based upon your energy outputs needed for the day. I didn't say diet. I didn't say restrict. I didn't say you can't have this food is good. And this food is bad is what do you got going on today? Oh, you have a full day of meetings. You have a 15 minute like break. Okay. How are you going to re-energize? Cause my guess is you probably didn't eat breakfast. So you're walking into this meeting on a, well, I can't even say it's like a, an eighth of a tank because you got coffee with some creamer in it, potentially, or a latte. So now you've worked for four hours, you are below an empty tank and you're expecting to perform or lead for the next four hours to finish your day. Good luck. Like, good luck. How's that going to work out for you? So it's reframing it, right? It's about fuel. You, I have to perform. 
Like I have it scheduled after this recording right now. It is scheduled. I'm going to go eat lunch before my next meeting. Because mm-hmm. again, it's on my schedule. I'm going to take care of it. So those are a few things. You, both of which I think are critically important. Um, as you're talking about the management of our calendars, I realized that we all are allowing our clients to have priority in our calendars over us. What a weird imbalance that is that we are saying, cause we give our clients access to our Calendly's so they can schedule appointments with us. And we're saying you have more priority to be in my calendar than I have to be in my calendar. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. That's a dangerous imbalance. I remember talking to one of my clients uh, about, you know, a lot of, a lot within our industries, you know, they'll use the say the phrasing that, you know, their clients have 24 seven access to them can contact me anytime. Um, to which my response is, if you're not going to honor your own boundaries, why do you think your clients are like, if you're not going to say you don't respond to messages after five o'clock, guess what? Your clients are going to expect that you will. Mm-hmm. It's, it's like, we're not, we're not going to get the boundaries that we're not setting for ourselves. And then redefining expectations that really struck a chord with me, Shelly. And the reason is, is, um, personal example, uh, I have a series of habits that when I enact these habits on a daily basis, I feel very good. I have more energy. I have more focus. I have more clarity. I have, I'm happier. I feel more fulfilled. I'm more effective and efficient. I close more sales. And then as we were talking about before the recording started, you know, one of our kids gets sick, which means inevitably I get sick, which means my habits get thrown off Hmm. because all of a sudden I have, I have certain standards and expectations of what it means to achieve these habits. And it's not working out for 60 minutes, but it's not far from that. Mm. And it's, it's meditating for a certain amount. It's journaling for a certain amount. And so all of a sudden, I'm not doing these things and my energy is going down. My mood is going down. And now that my energy and my mood's gone down, my motivation has gone down. Now that my motivation's gone down, my productivity's gone down. Now that my productivity's gone down, my, my leadership has gone down. Now that that's gone down, my team has gone down. Now that my team's gone down. And it's, it unravels over the course of a week. I've had to like reset. And literally the conversation I was having with my wife on Sunday night going into this week as I'm starting a new week is you need to redefine your expectations of what it means to hit your goals so that you can do these things that are so critically important to you without coming up with reasons of not meeting a minimum threshold or minimum standard. That's so interesting that you brought that up because it's, it's been front of mind for me this week. And what a great example, right? What a great example of life throwing life at you and you have to navigate it. Right. And especially as parents, like how often business owners, like same thing, life happens, business happens, things happen. And you have to have, I love that you use the word standard. You have to have a standard to be able, this is my, the word minimum, you could think is like a negative connotation, but this is my standard. This is 
absolutely what I will do. I don't care if everything is burning down around me. This will produce the outcome I want, which is increased motivation, clarity, focus, energy. This, this standard gets me this. When I get to perform at my highest standard, holy heck, you guys better watch out because I'm on fire and in a good way, and I am going to go tackle the world. And so having that standard uh, is so incredibly important. And, and I'll give you an example. So for me, uh, if, if you've seen me, I'm, I know on stories, James, I am all about, I, strength training is incredibly important, especially as women age, right? We have osteoporosis, we have other things, strength training. That being said, cardio, I absolutely love for various reasons. I'm not even going to go into that. But here's my thing. My standard is no more than 20 minutes, four days a week, period, right? People think, oh, you got to run or do cardio for an hour. No, I do 20 minutes, four days a week. I pick the, I pick the days of the week because I got to work with my schedule, right? That being said, today, I, I, reading is, is a very important thing for me every morning in expanding my, my knowledge and my mind. Uh, I read a little bit longer. I did a little bit of work and my 20 minutes, I run before the kids get up and it got shrunk down. And so I didn't have 20, I had 15, but my, my minimum or my standard of actual, I do run walk scenarios, different types of, of, uh, combinations within that 20 minutes is 10 minutes of actual physical running. So I made sure in that 15 minutes that at least I hit 10, I was able to get 12, right? So whatever combination, and I'm going to tell everyone listening in, I am five foot two on a good day. So running is not my strong suit. So I make it work for me. And I was able to get in that 12 minutes. So I hit my minimum. I was able to do it. I still hit my minimum, even though I was five minutes less on my total time, but that is my standard. And I got off that treadmill feeling like a million bucks. I didn't feel like I lost anything or that I uh, left anything on the table. I still met my standard. I like that a lot because our standards can also change depending mm -hmm. on where we're at in life. Um, so when I had a big kind of shift in transformation, and this was pre pre 2020, um, I got into this amazing space. And I was so content and fulfilled uh, with where I was in my health in my business, and thing, everything was going on, 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 on all cylinders. Um, you know, things shifted after that. And my standards shifted having a kid shifted my standards. And my disconnect was trying to meet my old standards. Mm. That was my biggest issue. I was trying to meet standards that was from a life that I was no longer living. And that's when I kept coming up against these obstacles. So redefining my standards of where I'm at now and what I need now, it's a lot different. And, and not that like it's always less, you know, I read a lot more than I did five years ago. I, I, I write a lot more than I did 10 years ago. It's, I just have different standards today. And so allowing that to evolve with you and what you need right now, I love that you brought that up. I think that's, that's so poignant. Um, 
now I led into this conversation talking about like sales and, and listeners might be like, wait a second. I thought I was going to get some technique. I was going to get some sales training here. And I said, you know, this is going to be an unconventional way to think about sales. Um, I know more often than not, before I get on a sales call, if I'm going to make a sale or not. And the reason being is I know how I feel. I know the level I'm bringing to a conversation. I know the energy I'm bringing. Uh, to, to the equation. And if someone's going to be jumping on a sales call with me, they're pretty much already going to say yes, unless I give them a reason not to say yes. And those reasons could be lack of energy, lack of focus, lack of passion, lack of enthusiasm, lack of clarity. There's a lot that I could do to mess up a potential sales call. I'd love for you to really extrapolate on the energy we bring to our to sales calls, the energy we bring to interacting with our clients in general, because there's so many touch points that they have with us from email to text to, to DMs and how we show up in all these places and why it's essential to show up with the right energy. Yeah. What a great question. Um, because I think, and, and one thing I want to just start off right, right off the bat is that when we talk about energy, it doesn't mean that you have to be at a hundred percent every single day. Mm-hmm. We're humans. Like James said, you, when your child is sick, when you didn't get a good night's sleep, when these things happen, it's okay to not have low energy. There are things that you can do to boost your energy. But I think the first thing is, is to acknowledge it. And that may even be with the client. One, it could be rescheduling the, the, the meeting to close it. But two, it could be like, hey, I just want to let you know, I might sound a little low today. I was up all night with a baby So I'm here for you because I want you to know I'm here for you, but my energy level is going to be a little bit low. That makes you human also. It makes you human. And it's Mm -hmm. like, oh, they'll probably share a story with you immediately of how they were up all night with their child, right? So like they know you get it. So I think knowing that you do not have to be at 100% energy all the time should take a load off your back. Now, when it comes to energy... I'm going to share a personal example for me when it comes to prospecting new calls, like prospecting new businesses uh, to potentially work with, with our uh, general contracting uh, firm and, or meeting uh, different people to bring on to my show is I actually schedule those conversations after my workouts. The reason being is because I am on an all-time high of endorphins. I am in a really high uh, creation mindset, which means I can solve problems so much faster. It means I am going to listen 10 times better because I am so focused. So one way to actually increase your sales is to use something that brings you energy as kind of your catapult to the call. Right. So whether it's an in-person call and or like a Zoom or just a phone call is tailor that in your schedule to whatever brings you that energy. Could it be working out? Could it be going for a walk? Could it be after your morning reading? Could it be right after lunch? Whatever that is, make sure that it's that time that you are at your highest level to be able to answer the needs of your your potential prospect. 
So that's kind of like one thing I, I have used for me this year in 2023, and it will change. It will change is I am incredibly creative after my cardio, Mm -hmm. like so much so that I can't even wait till I'm done with it. I have a Google doc open on my phone. I'm typically listening to a podcast. And as I'm going, I use my Google doc as like a journal almost. And I am just jotting down ideas because I do not want to lose them. And so that creativity, I don't inhibit it. I almost crave it. It almost, I'm like, heck yeah. Okay. I got my doc open. I got my podcast on shoes are ready. Let's go. And I get on there and then I walk off. I have all of these ideas. I have all of this new content that I can now go and put to use in either one of our businesses and, or even solving like a problem at home, right? It puts you in that energy mode to be able to create solutions. I think this, this plays into understanding your, your rhythm in your work day mm-hmm. and, you know, outside of work, just the rhythm in your, in your day. Um, like, and, and I would also add to that in your week and the examples I'll give are earlier in the day, I am more productive. I have more energy. I'm more creative and I'm far more enthusiastic on, on conversations. So it would behoove me to do most of my sales calls in the morning. And my guess is if I were to look at sales calls um, and, and, and success ratio, I probably have a, a bump in my AM calls versus my PM calls, I would imagine. Um, also, calls I have earlier in the week, I do better at. Thursday, Fridays are harder days for me to feel that same level of enthusiasm or energy that I felt Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday. So I actually have to design my schedule and and I'm, and I'm intentional with this. Like Monday, Tuesday, Wednesdays, these are days I do lots of work in my office. Thursday, Friday, there are days I kind of pull out of my office a bit and maybe I'm in the studio during those days. Uh, maybe I'm, I'm on location those days. It's days where I allow myself, knowing my rhythms, I allow myself to, to play into that. And I just build my calendar based off those rhythms. I, I literally could not agree more. And I think you just called out like a big thing that, and going back to our earlier in our conversation, James, when we were talking about like that hustle culture, right. Mm-hmm. And like, I gave you like 400 dials a day. This is what I did. Blah, 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 blah. I naturally can fall back into that. I can. I'm like, let me check the box. It feels so good to check the box, right? And so I'm like, ah, here's my to-do list. I'm going to check this box and feel amazing. But is it going to move the needle? Most likely not, right? I just had this conversation with my team this morning. Uh, Just a lot of the work that we're doing, I'm like, hey, 30 days from now, we already have it on the schedule. Well, really for August 1st, so a little bit over 30 days from recording this, is I I said I want to go full-blown analytics, I want to look at everything that we're doing and I want to understand what's working and that's going to frame how we move forward. Mm-hmm. So it's that same skill. This is, this is something too. that same skill of like setting forward dates to be able to reflect on previous activities. So that is incredibly important when it comes to your schedule. So just like you mentioned, you are more effective. Most of us are 
and those that we're selling to, right? So we don't always want to just think about ourselves. Those that we're selling to, they want to get their business done Monday through Wednesday. Thursday, Friday, they're like closing things up. Friday, everyone's done at noon. Let's just be honest. I know I'm typically on my day date with my husband on noon at Friday. So let's be effective with that. But let's also see how, what the numbers tell us, where we are effective and taking the time to be able to look at that. That is incredibly important. That is a skill that you can use not only in business, tracking your sales success, your um, ability to uh, open up, create more conversations, more relationships, but then also with your health. That skill is transferable between the two. A lot of times, a lot of times, James, everyone thinks, and I was here too, is that in your health, you have to learn all these new skills. No, you don't. You have these skills. If you have a business, if you're a parent, if you are climbing those corporate ladders, a lot of your skills that you have to manage your day to day are absolutely transferable between business as well as your health. So being able to tie the two together. So whatever you're tracking over in your sales, let's see how we can track it, not to a detriment, but to an ability to find what works. Let's do more of what works instead of checking the box. One one final area I'd like to dive in with you, which is when we start to test some of these things out, whether it's, you know, taking control of our calendars, redefining the expectations we have to achieve our goals, um, even, even like orchestrating our days based off what we feel would be optimal for us. What are ways that we can test and or refine or get feedback? Is this working? Am I on the right path? Is this improving? Um, or, or, or am I just kind of spinning? Like how much time should we be giving to testing things versus waiting to assess results? And, and what, what advice would you give on that process? You know, I can look at this in a few different ways. What I will say that is apparent to everything, business and or health is long-term, right? If you want results immediately, you are setting an expectation to not be met. And so when you transition your time frame, your timeline to forever and in a good way is that I get to do this forever. I get to take care of my body forever. I get to build this business and help people as long as I want. I think transitioning that time frame is, is number one. That being said, if you want to track anything, right? If you want to make change, we do have to track it. Mm-hmm. Now I say that with like a, a grain of salt and hear me out because I think, and growing up in sales and in corporate America, right? Tracking, 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 ranking, tracking. I was like, if you put another ranking chart in front of me, I might punch you in the face. <laughs> like it, it got to the point where I was like, I don't even care anymore. I'm not going to look at it. Mm-hmm. You know why? Because that really didn't define who I was. That defined my output at the moment based upon the metrics someone else set for me. So I think the best thing that anyone could do is number one, that time frame, that time horizon needs to be a lot longer than you already have it set. And then what is bringing it back, James, what is success to you? What are those things that help you feel good, that help you walk into a sales call 
with the energy and the confidence and the knowledge and the like the problem solution mindset that you're able to do, what is it? Those are the things that we need to be tracking. And quite honestly, I know that there's a lot of research out there that talks about like doing it weekly, doing it weekly, like being on it, being on it. And I tend to agree to a point because I think real quick, we can look at ourselves. And like I just shared earlier, my conversation I had with my team today is I'm feeling, I have a gut feeling right now. We're doing a lot of checking the box. Hmm. And so for me, I am defining what success looks like based upon our efforts. And then we are going to analyze them in one month. And then I said, we probably won't do it again for another quarter. So it is, it is important to do, but it needs to be your metrics of success. No one else. And be ready to accept what the numbers and the metrics tell you. That's the one thing is like I told you, I felt like we were just checking the box. So that triggered me to go, okay, I want to start looking at this 30 days from now. Here's what I want to be looking at here. I'm going to set these metrics, but I have a feeling. I'm going to let the metrics tell me whether my feeling was accurate or not. I'm going to live with it and we're going to move on. You know, I think, I think it's important to listen to that feeling, that gut feeling. I think it's incredibly important, but at the end of the day, Numbers are numbers. Let them tell us what our efforts are producing. I love that. Where can listeners go to be able to connect with you and learn more about the work that you're doing, helping entrepreneurs get more clarity on prioritizing their themselves and their health? Yeah, absolutely. Um, the best place is over on Instagram. It is just my name at Shelly Bryan and it's S-H-E-L-E-Y-B-R-I-E-N. Uh, I am also on LinkedIn and um I would say, come over to the show, the business of being healthy. You can listen to it on any channel that you have. Um, and there is an incredible episode with none other than James, uh, which we had such a fun conversation just like today. To this day, um, I'm still catching myself every time I use the word value. <laughs> yep. And I'm not going to reveal to listeners what we're talking about. You just have to go listen to that episode, but it's, Believe me, it will have you second guessing the words you use in the conversations you have with your audience. And and you didn't I don't think you heard either one of us say it this entire episode here. I'm I'm like hyper vigilant about it now. Like it's mm -hmm. it's like a no no word for me now. Um and when I do use it, I always have to then have an asterisk right after it and have an addendum of what I mean when I'm saying this. So I'm now defining it every time I say it. So yes, listeners, you, you do have to go listen to that episode because um, it, it, will, it will illuminate a lot uh, when it comes to things that we as, as business owners overlook that our clients are confused about and they want they want more specificity on. So we're going to make sure all those links uh, for, for your social media and your show are in our show notes, Shelly. It is always a delight chatting with you. Thank you so much for coming on. Absolutely. Such an honor to be on with you. It's always so great. <laughs>